What Brings You In Today is produced by medical students at the University of Wisconsin. As medical students, we are not fully trained physicians or licensed to practice medicine. The information presented here is for entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or education. To preserve privacy and maintain patient confidentiality, identifying details about patients were changed for this podcast. All opinions expressed belong to the speaker, not their institution or employer. Welcome back, everyone, to What Brings You In Today, the student-run narrative medicine um, in medical humanities podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kaya Vaughn, second-year medical student. And today, I actually don't have my other half, Beth, with me. But instead, I have a very special guest who is my other other half. I was going to make that joke (laughs) if you didn't. (laughs) Hi, Kaya. Nice to see you again. Yeah, you too, Zach. So, Zach, go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Kaya's boyfriend, Zach, uh, and I am a fourth-year PhD student at the University of Wisconsin. I study uh, material science. I usually tell people the one word is magnets. and uh, lived in Madison the whole time I've been doing that. And Kaya and I have been together for uh, just under a year and a half now. Um, and uh, so I think I have hopefully some good info- input for this podcast of what it's like to well, be the... Do you want to tell them what the podcast is about? Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we don't know that yet. The podcast, I think, is about... Uh, what it's like to date a medical student or what it's like to be part of the support system for a medical student. Yeah, that's Um, exactly what this episode's about. It's, yeah, what it's like to date a medical student and how it is to be the support person for someone in medical school. Yeah, I mean, so I've been really preparing for this podcast for about a year and a half. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm going to eventually usurp it from you. Oh? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not quite. We'll see how this episode goes. (laughs) We'll go from there. So yeah, everyone. So this episode is kind of um, to kind of commemorate, um, you know, Valentine's Day, um, which is happening in just a few days. So we thought that we would kind of bring this episode back. So this is something that we did last year um, with Beth and her partner, Arjun, and then Haley and her partner, um, Carrington. Um, So yeah, so this was something that we did last year, but Beth and I have just started clinical rotations. So we thought it would be interesting to kind of look at the support network of someone in medical school um, during rotations, since it is kind of different than didactics, as we are recently finding out. Um, And we'll get into all that in just a bit. But that's kind of what we're going to get into today. So I guess kind of my first question for you, we'll just go ahead and start strong here. Um, what challenges do you face in scheduling time together with me <laughs> as a med student? <laughs> I mean, specifically during your rotations or just in general? In general, but I think specifically with the rotation, since that's kind of a new thing we've been experiencing. Yeah, well, I mean, in general, I don't think it has been too hard. As a grad student, I'm also working pretty hard. So usually I would say that we're just working at the same time and then we are not working at the same time. (laughs) And I don't think that, I don't really actually feel like it was very difficult at all. Um, 
maybe I have a different answer if we weren't both young professionals, but uh, start after starting your rotation, I think it has been um, dramatically different. Mm. Um, after starting your rotations, uh, we have kind of been on your schedule. Uh, not in a, not in a bad way. It just, I have way more flexibility in my schedule than you do. So, um, I think that, you know, when you are available to spend time, um, not doing your medical school work or your rotations, (laughs) I don't know what to call it. Um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of schedule myself to be free then as well. And I try to do my experiments while you're, you know, on your long days, uh, at the VA or whatnot. Um, and, or, you know, I try to do any kind of other social activities that maybe you wouldn't care as much about like skiing or whatnot Mm -hmm. on the days that you, uh, that you're working on the weekend. Um, so I think it's just been a lot more communicating what our schedules are and trying to plan around each other's longer work days. Yeah. Much longer in advance than I'm used to planning, I'd say. <laughs> You're doing a great job at it. Yeah, I'm usually used to thinking about one day out. I've yeah. definitely had to start thinking a week out in advance, planning for what weekend day you're free and... Uh, um, or, you know, what nights you're not going to be working late. Things yeah. like that. Um, okay, so follow-up question to that. How do you feel like that's been going for us? How do you feel like we've been doing with that? I mean, I think we've been doing fine. Um, I think it... I, I would say I have seen you less over the last couple of weeks, but not an amount that has been, you know, detrimental, I'd say. Mm. Um I think that, yeah, it just requires more planning, but, uh, you know, (laughs) we've adapted, I'd say. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. (laughs) (laughs) So to kind of follow up with what we just discussed, you know, we do talk about some heavy things sometimes about some of the things I feel like I've seen um, while inpatient and whatnot. How do you think, you know, hearing about some of those things, how does that impact you, if at all? And maybe it doesn't, but if it does, how? Yeah, I mean, it does. I I certainly try to, you know, I, I want to avoid seeing the inside of a hospital as much as I can in my lifetime. And mm. I think that I, I, you know, I want to also avoid hearing about the reasons that people have to go to a hospital. And Ooh. You're not going to escape that one. Yeah. And so (laughs) you just went through your rotations in neurology and in psychology. And I mean, hearing about just, you know, for example, a patient that has dementia and can't take care of themselves at all, or worse, a young patient who was diagnosed with schizophrenia and is now planning the rest of their life around the fact that they are going to have to manage the schizophrenia for for the rest of their years. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, it, it's it really puts into perspective how fickle your health can be, both mental and physical. And I think that it does give me some bit of anxiety mm-hmm. um, that those things could happen to me, but also some sense of gratitude that I am all right and I am 
I'm healthy and I'm moving through my career and my life and I'm grateful for and, and happy with most aspects about it. Yeah. Interesting. I think something that I kind of started saying once I started like getting more into my didactics, um, which is really more apparent now that I'm in um, my rotations. But I feel like with medicine, like this is so cheesy. So just roll with me on this one, y'all. But <laughs> I feel like the more I know about like the body, the closer I become to life and thus like the closer I become to death. Like this is, this is so dramatic. Oh my God. But I feel like it does kind of feel like that. Like, you know, so much about what makes the body go. And thus you also know so much about all the things that could go wrong with it. And it does kind of make this, I don't want to say cognitive dissonance, but it is kind of this conundrum that you have to deal with in a career. And then, you know, I didn't even think about the fact that I could potentially be throwing all that good, positive, fun, loving energy (laughs) onto you. Um, so this is, that's, that's very interesting to kind of hear you say that, um, it's, it's, it's a weird dichotomy, I feel like to, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I can only imagine. I only get what I hear from you. Um, it's a good amount. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's not nothing. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, well, I have a few more questions I want to ask you, Zach. Um, what does kind of with this new schedule, what does a typical day in our relationship look like? Oh, um, (laughs) so I get up, uh, for the first time at (laughs) about five or five 30 AM when your alarm goes off. And then I get up a second time, five minutes later when your second alarm goes (laughs) off. Um, sometimes I just don't fall asleep between them Uh and I sit there thinking, Oh my God, she's got to get out of this bed. She's got to start her work day. Um, But then in reality, I mean, you know, I, um, I just get it. I, I, I really start my day two hours after you or three hours after you have already started working where I get up on my own schedule. I, go through my day. I have my set of experiments that I need to at least run uh, um, or, you know, try out in that day. Um, throughout the day, I mean, maybe we'll get one or two instances where we can send a couple text messages or have a phone call. Um, I think it's usually between the meetings that I have all day or, you know, the kind of hands-on experiments that I'm doing, plus the meetings that you have and the hands-on like patient and learning time that you have. Um, I'd say we probably don't speak that much until about 6.30 or 7 p.m. when we can kind of meet up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, In which case, I would say that we're pretty good about uh, one person cooks for at least a few days. We meal prep. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, we come together. We almost always eat together. um, And usually talk about our days. Uh, it's usually you talking about a f- several different kind of new experiences on your rotations and me saying, yeah, the same experiment failed again. <laughs> um, but that's what research is. I mean, 99 failures for one success. And then you take that success and you move forward. A win is a win. Yeah. Wins a win, <laughs> especially in research. Um, but, uh, and then I don't know, I, after that, I'd say that we usually try to do, 
one thing at least to kind of wind down, whether it's just talk about something that's, you know, not at all work related, some family gossip or anything like that. Although <laughs> that to. might not always be the wind down activity <laughs> for us. Um, or we try to, you know, just watch something, uh, watch something lighthearted. I mean, you're a movie girl. Um, Have we watched anything lighthearted recently? Yeah, I don't know why I said lighthearted. We've been yeah, watching we, a lot of dark things. We got to get a little more positive. Hey, but you know, the <laughs> darkness in those shows really, uh, really puts into perspective how not dark the hospital is. Uh, I'm not going to say all that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think I just discovered that we need to find some more happy movies. Oh, we just watched one. Always be my maybe. Yeah. yeah. We watched that yesterday. Yes, as our Valentine's Day celebration. And it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Always be my maybe was a that was a good movie. Excellent movie. Yeah. Good. Okay. I kind of forgot what we were talking about. Um I started thinking about our movie choices. <laughs> I don't think now's the time for that. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is a perfect time in my opinion. Um have you noticed any changes? I knew you were gonna pick that. How'd question. you know I was gonna pick this one? Just ask the I'm question. I was gonna ask it. I'm curious to know your answer, though. Have you noticed any changes in my behavior or pri- ooh, or priorities since I've started med school? Well, that's kind of hard, though, because we met when I started med school. Yeah, I didn't really know you before medical school, so I don't know. I don't know what your behavior and priorities were like is. before that. Um, well, let's let's put it in the context of starting rotations. Then. Yeah. Um. Well, you're you're much more protective of your free time now mm. um and I, I find the same thing for me when i'm working a lot that your free time feels sacred um i would say uh on top of that you uh i, I think we're both more protective of bedtime as well mm. um yeah. because you know getting up so early and running running around all day just requires a good night's sleep beforehand. I know that I'm even more protective of my sleep than you are. And I'm yeah. not getting up at five 30 in the morning. Uh, um, speaking of which, it's going to be that time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Big bowl of pasta right before recording this too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, it did not. I could definitely take a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, finish your statement. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I think that, uh, I think that, Starting the rotations has made us put forth a conscious effort into creating a work-life balance. I mean, it's always kind of something that you need to work on as professionals is, you know, scheduling out that time to just live your life and do fun things and not make sure you're not burning yourself out. But when you do have such a rigid schedule, it becomes a a really present task to to plan well in advance for any kind of fun thing that you want to do. And and I think this is more of a development for me than it is for you. I mean, you've been a planner forever and I am minimal amount of planning. A paper Uh, in the wind. Yeah. I I much prefer (laughs) to just kind of, you know, go along with things and, and roll with what the day has for me, but I do um, not roll. (laughs) I, I think that it's, I think that it's next to impossible when you have such a set schedule that, um, that you you can't do anything about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's 
yeah, I think that's a great point. But I will say something I do appreciate in terms of like going back to what you said about us being more protective of like our free time. I think we have done a really good job since I've been doing rotations. This is week six for us, me slash us. Um, but I think like we've we've tried to do like a date night, like a like a specific set aside like date night since we've started. Yeah, I, I actually think that we've gone on more dates because now it feels like, or at least like you know, a higher density of dates per time. Because yeah. before it always felt like we could do that whenever. Yeah. And so it was pretty easy for both of us to be like, I ah, maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll stay in tonight and we'll, you know, we'll have a home date or whatever. Yeah. And uh we'll go out tomorrow or next weekend or something like that. But now we have certainly been like, okay, this is the one opportunity for us to get dinner together. We're taking it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really nice. I feel like one, we've gotten like set aside time to just sit and chat about all the events of the week, mm. good, bad, mundane, whatever. Um, and also we've been able to try new restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have also made a point to try new restaurants. Yeah. Date nights are good. Date nights are good. I'm glad we get to do that. Yeah. Date nights are good and uh, kind of making conscious efforts to make each date night count. Also good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of us for that. Yeah, me too. Go us. Okay. A few more questions here. We've talked about that one already. I kind of want to know. I think I kind of want to think a little more like long term. Because, like, I'm a med student now, um, but I'm going to be a resident, and mm-hmm. then I might be a fellow, and then I'll be an attending. Um, you know, this is, as you are well aware, a long journey. Um, how do you see, you know, my career playing into our relationship um, going forward? And I don't know, what are your kind of, like, Thoughts, expectations, hopes, and dreams with that. That was a very big question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have, believe it or not, we've talked about this off mic. We have. Um, I know. I know. Surprised. It doesn't the seem. The planner? Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> podcast does not seem like it's a, a time to have this conversation for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so recalling from all those other times we've talked about it. Uh, let's see. How do I think that your career Uh, or our careers are going to play into our lives. Well, I mean, both of us have, um, both of us have careers that require huge amounts of dedication. And I don't think that we are going to have any problem with that aspect because we both really like what we do. Um, I think that there's one glaring hurdle for us, which is if I do a postdoc, um, get some more research experience before seeking faculty positions uh, to be a professor and do research that way, or a permanent position at a national lab to do research that way. I'm not myself too interested in uh, industry research, although, you know, maybe with an interesting project and a good company. Um, anyway, though, um, I think that me doing a postdoc uh, position, postdoc research project, and you doing your residency and possibly a fellowship, there's a real possibility that we are not in the same area for two years, three years. Cue the Um, sad music. Yeah, cue sad music. Uh, World's smallest violin. And I think that that is... I mean, that's going to be difficult and, you know, for lack of a better word, it's going to suck. Um, (laughs) But 
you know, I definitely think that we're strong enough to get through it. And ideally, you know, that's a couple of years out. We can do some, some planning. Uh, this is what this episode is about. It's about planning. <laughs> uh, we can do some planning. It's a secret motive here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could do some planning to figure out uh, if there are good programs for both of us in, I mean, best case, the same place. Um, second best case near each other. Um, and yeah, and, and just try to try to stay close to one another for, for that time. I think to add to that, I know the joke has been planning, but I also think that's like kind of true. Like, I think it, it yeah. is important and I think we've been having these conversations, <clears throat> but like you, people have been telling me as a med student, um, which is also, I, I agree true that you can't plan every aspect of your life and you can't, nor should you. Because life is going to life, whether or not you like it, it just it is what it is. But I do think that being said, it's important not to just be like aloof and just like fly by the seat of your pants. And like, it is important to have these conversations. And I think with that being said, like, there is some planning that, you know, comes into this. And I think it's important to have these conversations, you know, early, like we've been doing. So, yeah. A for a for effort for us. Yeah, and and one thing that I think we we do and you know we can continue to do and maybe even get better at is continuously voicing kind of our our individual wants and needs and um, just kind of having that open conversation about when there is such limited time in in a day of having that having the kind of the metaphorical open door policy of being able to talk about what you want out of the the evening out of after work or out what you want out of the weekend and kind of all the different things that you want to accomplish during the week and making sure that you can do all of those things um both or or you know do most of them and prioritize um yeah, I, I think that it's it's extremely important that we both kind of keep that mentality of being open with one another about what we what we want out of each day and out of all the time that we still have with each other despite our kind of busy schedules. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's great. Um, can I switch gears a little bit? Sure. I kind of want to ask about like what you think. I think this was a question that was asked last year. Um, and I'm curious as to what your thoughts are, even though we talked about this a little bit, but maybe you have new ones. Where do you think I'm going to end up? <laughs> I listened to the episode for last year. I did hear this question. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I am going to risk sounding a little cheesy right now and right. say that I that do think that I do think that you could, you're the type of person that can be happy in a lot of different roles. And so I, and I've given you this advice before, but I kind of think that, and and I'm, I'm the same way. I think that there are a lot of areas of science and research that I could have gone into with a lot of different topics I could have done my PhD on. And I got the piece of advice from the man that's now my PI. And he said, you know, ultimately, if you like all of these things, it doesn't really matter which one you choose because you're choosing from all good options. And so all you got to do is pick one that you know is not wrong and just lean into it because you'll find whatever you'll find things that you like about whatever topic you decide to go into. Now, 
With that said, ah, this is what I want. If <laughs> I had to pick one, mm-hmm. I I I would love to revisit this once you go through all of your rotations. But the way that you've talked about your psychology rotation and the way you've talked about your neurology rotation really make me think that you should go into one of those fields. Now, I I think that's the second time I've done a hard now, but <laughs> now uh, I do think that those fields could be challenging for you because you you will have to deal with people who have extreme challenges and you'll have to see people go through extreme sadness in both of those fields and families have to come to terms with the patients that you're treating and their their afflictions. And I, I think that it can be way more difficult in some ways than a lot of other fields. But I think that you're so well suited for those fields because I think that you have, you know, as far as potential doctors go, I think you have unparalleled empathy. And I, I think that you can be I think that you can be exactly what people need to learn about some kind of ailments that they are going to have to deal with for, for many years. And I think that you're going to be a comforting, a comforting face for them to check in with daily or weekly or monthly or whatever their, I, I have no idea what the schedule <laughs> is for a psych patient, but I, I can't think of, you want a compassionate doctor when you're in that kind of situation, when you're in a, you know, when you're admitted to the hospital for psychiatric problems or neurological problems. Um, and I, I think that you'd be very, very good at that role. That was, that was very sweet. I know you said you were going to get a little cheesy and I definitely feel like that was a grilled cheese sandwich. But it was <laughs> I thought the cheese so was good. saying that you could do any role. Um, was it? I don't yeah. know. I love grilled cheese sandwiches, though. So, I mean, this is great. (laughs) Okay, so I have a couple more questions. This one's kind of interesting, so I'm curious to see how you're going to respond to this. I'm a little scared if we're being honest, so be nice. But what are some misconceptions people have about dating med students? (laughs) (laughs) Misconceptions about dating medical students. Yeah. Um, Well... Oh God. I think I think that a lot of the preconceived notions probably true. Okay. But I'll accept that criticism. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I think that I, I was a little bit surprised, especially in your first year, mm-hmm. um, pre-rotation, Kaya. I was a little bit surprised at how much time you were able to find. I, I thought um especially when you know we were trying to get to know each other in the early stages of our relationship. Mm. I thought that um, I thought you were never going to have time to do anything. I thought so that nice. you, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that all your time was going to be behind a book mm. in the, in like the middle of bookcases in a med school library, whatever that looks like. Um, Very nice, actually. You know, hands deep in a body on a table, trying to point out different veins or nerves or whatever (laughs) you do in your cadaver classes. Uh Um, And you do do all of those things. um, But you were still able to have a life. uh, And so maybe it's just you. Maybe other people are not able to do that. But 
Well, I actually have, I have a thought about that. Mm. So I think, I think you bring up a good point. I don't think it's just me, but I do think that I had some time to give to like developing our relationship because I prioritized it. And so I think that's something that I found really valuable and something that I would, you know, encourage other people to do as well. If they're in a similar situation, I think that like, to me, like our relationship is extremely important. Right. And so is med school, obviously. And so is my family. Right. And so these are all things that in some way, shape or form, I want to prioritize because they all mean so much to me. Um, And so I think it just kind of wasn't super optional for me to like find the time, like the time was going to be found. Um, And I think, yeah, I think it was challenging sometimes, but I, I mean, but I'm still here. I'm still a med student. I'm doing my rotations. I'm doing, you know, decent in my personal opinion. Mm. Um, We're still together. Things are going great, you know? (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, like, you know, I think there was, there was skill there. I was, I was crafting that, but it was something that I, I valued and I wanted to prioritize. So I have one final question for you. Can you share a memorable moment or experience that you've had being in a relationship with a med student? And so that being said, that's a broad question and kind of bad the more I think about it, but let me explain. So this can be a cool medical moment that we've had where like I've told you something that you thought was maybe interesting, maybe where you learned something, or maybe just a moment that we've had in general that's been good just to show the world that dating med students is fun. (laughs) They were cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I'm happy to uh, share a memorable moment uh, in in the year and a half of dating a medical student. Um, I mean, I think that you know we we've had a we've had a great we've had several great times together. We've traveled, um, we've traveled a bunch. I'm from uh, I you know I grew up right in between New York and Philadelphia, so we have gone back to both of those cities. Um, we just spent new year's Eve in Philadelphia, which was a great time. Um, what else? I mean, I lived in Madison for two years before you. So when you first moved here, I I thought we had a great time kind of exploring the city you for, you know, next to the first time ever. And I, I got to feel important and like, I could show you around a little bit. Um, Let's see. Um, I think those are good. Yeah. I think those are good moments. I've really appreciated. I'm glad we've gotten to travel more recently, which is also something I thought like I would never be able to do as a med student, which is like leave like <laughs> the state. <laughs> it once again requires a lot of planning. It you does. have to block that time out weeks in advance in yeah. order to go to somewhere or do something. But it, it can be done. And mm. I think that's something I was surprised by because I knew like, when I came to med school, I, I thought rather that it, like it was over. Like I could only do med school and there, you know, in some ways that's true. I mean, it definitely takes up a big chunk of your life. Um, there's no way around that, but you know that when you sign up for it in some ways, but it was reassuring to know that I could still do stuff and that we could do stuff together, which mm-hmm. is, that's been really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Zachary, do you have any final thoughts, feelings, reactions that you want to share with the world about, you know, supporting a med student and dating a med student. <laughs> We've got to support our med students um, because 
they're all very, very strong, but they all, I think, rely in some ways on their support system. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to be part of your support system. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was a great way to end. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of What Brings You In Today. Um, Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be featuring our other lovely co-host and my personal BFF, Beth Merkel, and her partner, Arjun Patel. Bye.